Hello, everyone, and welcome to a mini episode of Transmissible, a public health podcast. I am your host, Jessica Stahl, and I am an epidemiology graduate student and former CDC contractor slash public health professional. Nothing I say here represents anyone or any organization other than myself. This is my public health passion project. I've wanted to do, to do a podcast forever, um, and that's what Transmissible is, so welcome. I wanted to jump on here and do just a tiny mini episode to cover white lung syndrome. I am seeing this all over Twitter, all over social media. My Instagram stories have people just concerned, the conspiracy theories, the misinformation. It is just thriving on white lung syndrome. And so what better <laughs> what better place to talk about this than a public health podcast? So we're going to get into it. I'm going to read an article from CBS, and then at the end of it, I'm just going to give you my two cents, and that'll be it. This is just kind of a mini breaking news um, episode, so welcome, and let's get into it. So I'm just going to read this CBS article. I will link it in the body of the podcast. So it starts with, the outbreak in Warren County, that's in Ohio, attracted outside attention that erroneously linked it to clusters of childhood pneumonia in northern China. The CDC and independent public health experts who monitor China say that the case appears to be driven by a usual mix of respiratory viruses, including influenza, coronavirus, and RSV, as well as mycoplasma pneumoniae, a type of bacteria that can infect the lungs. All of these pathogens circulate currently in the United States. Mycoplasma pneumoniae can cause several types of infection, including chest colds and pneumonia. While some media outlets have used the term white lung syndrome to describe illnesses caused by mycoplasma, public health authorities buzz, okay, pay attention here. Public health authorities do not use the term, and some experts caution it creates a misleading perception of a dangerous unknown disease. In fact, the bacteria is fairly common, and when it causes pneumonia, it is not as severe as other types of bacterial pneumonias which is why it is often referred to as walking pneumonia. We've probably all heard of that. Says Paul Offit, a professor of pediatrics at Children's Hospital in Philadelphia. Offit says he has never heard of the term white lung in reference to this disease, although physicians treat the disease with antibiotics such as azithromycin, it often resolves on its own. Since the pandemic, he said parents and physicians may be paying more attention to symptoms of respiratory illnesses, such as cough, runny nose, fever, difficulty breathing, because they want to know whether it's COVID-19. And quote, that causes people to pay more attention to respiratory infections and more importantly, pay more attention to making the diagnosis itself. Offit said, Warren County officials said it's unclear why they are experiencing a rise in pneumonia, which usually isn't reported to health authorities. We have no evidence whatsoever of any connection to any outbreaks statewide or internationally, said Clint Koenig, a family physician and medical director of the Warren County Health Department. We don't have any evidence to suggest that this is anything but routine, standard winter bugs causing pneumonia in higher rates in kids. A mix of pathogens are behind the pneumonia cases, he said, with a few cases linked to mycoplasma. Koenig said school nurses alerted his agency to unusually high numbers of sick students, sick students spurring further investigations and news releases about the pneumonia outbreak. He said those announcements were meant to encourage 
health providers to test children coming in with symptoms and to encourage parents to be more vigilant about hand washing and keeping kids home when sick. Not to warn the nation. (laughs) The fall and winter respiratory season is typically a tough time for children's hospitals and pediatric offices, but doctors say they worry more about RSV, influenza, and COVID than pneumonia. End article. So as you can see, this was you know, a bump in cases in Ohio. It was supposed to alert the, um, you know, the family medicine clinics, the pediatric clinics, not the nation. These poor people, they're getting like sucked up into the news hype. And this white lung syndrome verbiage is something that is not used by professionals. I read a bunch of articles on it. I wanted to kind of have my ducks in a row before I jumped on here to record. And one person called it medical, a medical buzzword. Um, I've heard it called as clickbait. I personally think it's a little clickbaity. Um, you know, when you scan for pneumonia, I was talking to my husband about this. He's a physician. When you scan for pneumonia, it comes out white. So white lung syndrome is just a little bit misleading to the public. And that is my two cents on this whole white lung syndrome situation. Um, So yeah, that's my mini episode. I will report back if there's anything new or, you know, science is always changing. Medical, um, especially popular medical topics like this are always changing. So if something changes, I'll hop on here. But as of right now, that's what we know. If you go through the trenches of Twitter, you will see a lot of conspiracy theories about this. I've seen some saying it's like a vaccine injury, some saying it's like targeted to the kids. Like first it was the old people, now it's the kids. So there's like a lot of hoopla, but, um, you know, send them this podcast, give them the link. Maybe they need a little information, but in conclusion, I think it's a clickbait term. Um, and I guess I'm going to use it in my, maybe I'm one of them. I'm going to use it in my title because I don't know what else to title this, but, um, maybe I'll title this episode white lung syndrome clickbait question mark because I don't want to add to the unnecessary fear and misinformation but so yeah this was my mini episode thank you so much for joining me I um, graduate on Friday so I will probably record the next full-length episode next week and yeah it's been just a journey of grad school I can't believe I'm almost done this is crazy and I'm just excited to see what the next chapter of my career and profession in public health looks like. I spent the first seven years of my career at CDC as a contractor. I was in bacteriology. I was also um, on the COVID response. Then I was in my school era. And now, you know, let's see what's next. And um, it's just excited to see what's on the horizon. I'm excited to see what's on the horizon, but thank you guys for watching my mini episode. Um, like follow, subscribe, whatever the button is that the platform you're listening on uses. Um, please do that to help me, um, see who's out there and see kind of in the data, the, um, that people are listening. I know some people are listening. I've, you know, pulled my analytics and I see you guys out there and I appreciate it. I appreciate the support. This is my public health passion project and I'm new. I've never had a podcast and, um, I don't expect it to be good until I get a bunch of reps in, but you can't get reps in without just sitting down with your tea and the 
cozy cardigan and recording. And so that is what I'm doing. And I just appreciate you all being here. And um, I hope you learned something today. I hope you learned a little bit about white lung syndrome. So when you hop on your social media <laughs> platforms and you see the misinformation, you won't be um, frightened or frustrated. By, well, you can be frustrated, frightened by them and just know um, knowledge is power. That's how we should end this episode. Knowledge is power. So thank you guys so much. I hope you have a great rest of your day and see you next time. Bye.